Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. See yeah. how it sounds. See how it feels. Bang. All right. Welcome to the Worst Damn Sports Show, period. My name is Steve Burrell. That is Beardo. Yo. That is Dubs. That's me. We're going to be talking about now the late Mr. Pat Bolin. We have two world championships that have been decided this week. And, of course, we're going to be talking about fighting Justin Bieber. It's all coming up. It's the Worst Damn Sports Show, period. <laughs> Setting the bar low for sports talk in Denver. Sorry. The Justin Bieber thing I know everyone's interested in, but we'll have to get around to that <laughs> eventually. Uh, and, of course, uh, we do want to talk about Mr. Pat Bullen, a person who did a lot for this city, but we start with two championships that happened in the same week. Yeah, we got the uh, finals, uh, Game 7 final of the uh, for the NHL. The St. Louis Blues came out victorious, which I think every one of us in this room for Game Seven, was rooting for the Blues. It was tough. Oh, yeah. most people in the United yeah. States have to imagine that that cared at all about hockey or sports. And Canada. <laughs> for that yeah, you're probably right. right. Yeah, good call. The world in a lot of ways. It was the world against Boston. Yeah. Um, uh, that billboard, though. I, that, I was gonna bring that up. Let's like, start counting, baby. Steve <laughs> sharing that billboard, like th- him and I talked about it. This has to be the end got to be the end. I think you're right. I think that was the start of the next curse of them actually putting that billboard up. And what I really wanted to tweet, but I pulled back just a little bit, was TikTok, motherfuckers. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's on now. Wow. Now they're going to have to wait. Now they're going to have to stare at that thing, hopefully for many years to come. Okay, well, so... And it, 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 before you jump in, yeah. I, I do want to mention that like there were articles going around about how they were what was it the, they were suffering from championship fatigue. That could have been my worst. You, know, you oh, say that out loud. It was oh an article. So you had brought up the. So in case anyone's missing this point, there's a billboard in Boston that someone had put up not that long ago, and it was uh, you had brought this up as your worst last week, mm. Dubs. And it said, uh, days since Boston's last championship. And the, the picture that I posted was 104 days. <laughs> yeah. And that was somehow from a couple weeks ago, I believe. And so when I went to find that picture, I came across a lot of other stories like blogs and, and writers from Boston, the New England area, that will make you legitimately mad as you're reading this. Like if you're a Boston person, maybe this is what you're surrounded by. But you're seeing stuff like, is Boston suffering from championship fatigue where they're like complaining about having too many cha- and it's it makes me want to reach through my computer and strangle someone <laughs> <laughs> and I, we know it's it, when you went when you do when you as a city you do have that i'm sure it does feel like you can just ah, yeah this is too much but no but this is how you create the pain right because you have a very lush and bountiful couple of years couple of decades in yeah. boston's case and then you go cold i mean listen the it's red like sox they don't even remember the red sox yeah. yeah the red sox didn't always suck but they did for a long time it was 86 time. years <laughs> is that how long? and that's yeah and that's how you got to love them a little bit right because they because they did suck for so long, and honestly, the same yeah. with the Patriots too. Yeah, and so yeah. and and you can well, say t- you can tell say, a certain point. You can say the same thing about the Cubs. They had like three championships in nineteen ten or some you know whatever. So everybody started loving them, and then they didn't win for a hundred years. And it's like, well, that's how you get me to like you, because then I'll right. be rooting for you when it comes around. It's time now. It's time for the drought. The two thousand five World Series for Boston when they could have when they were or was it four mm-hmm. when they were breaking the curse. You were all we were rooting for yeah, everybody. Was they were rooting, rooting against. They were playing against the Yankees. Yeah. Were they down three one? They that? were, they were down three yeah. one. Um, I just happened to have a lot of friends that were from New England during that. And they still do, but during that time, so it was exciting to be around that group of people that were all 
jazz, jazz for it. We yeah. had, you know, we had like parties at our house during a couple of the games. It was fun. It's time for the drought. We've got to make them likable again. <laughs> and not so just we, a couple of years. No, no. we're talking decades. It's got to be a hundred years, doesn't it? After this run, <laughs> I think it does. I think it has to be one hundred oh, years. That would be awesome for every day that they had. They got a year now that they have a drought. <laughs> so what about the team that won? That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, shouts out to the Blues, but I, fifty years without a cup. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're building a legacy, I guess. They had a lot of good stories. There, there were a story that we like to see in the NHL where it's a low-seeded team actually wins the cup. In uh, January, they were the lowest team in the conference, or like one in of the league. The, yeah. They were the worst they team in the awful. league. Wow. Yeah. So it goes to show the parity that hockey has and the, the ability for you not only to change your franchise's features in just a year, but halfway through the season yeah, yeah. well and so hockey analytics said that they weren't as bad as the worst team in the league and everybody was kind of like no they're garbage and they were like no you know what we're gonna stick with this team and it might lend some credence to hockey analytics because also not only did they turn around but they got a decent seed in the playoffs yeah. and they make a run all the way to the championship uh, i also saw this 2020 stanley cup championship odds came out mm-hmm. and you guess where the ads abs are are they fifth on that list? Fifth wow. on the list. Yeah. Tied with the defending champions, St. Louis Blues, at 12 to 1 odds. Can you name the four teams above them? Would it be uh, Capitals? No. Tampa no. Bay is above them. Tampa Bay. Okay. Uh, Nashville? No. No. They got better odds than Nashville. Think about that. Okay. Um, well, what about the team? What about the Bruins? Bruins are above them. Okay, They're yes. 9 to 1. Vegas Golden Knights okay. are nine to one. And is Toronto up there? And the Toronto Maple Leafs are ten to one. Those are the only four teams with better odds to win the Stanley Cup than the Colorado Avalanche. Man, I, I like all those teams. It, it, like in a in a head to head match, I'll, I, I'll take that. Listen, there's only one West team in there, yeah, and that's the Vegas Golden Knights, and they're not even in your in your division. So yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And we have a little bit of time to wait. And as far well, and it, I, this is why we were so jacked up though about our teams being young. As far as the NBA championship, congrats to the Raptors. Congrats to Canada, I guess. Yes. But <laughs> but the dismantling of this Warriors dynasty, like in this, more ways than one. In more ways than one. They are a hurt unit. They are right a now. hurt unit. I think maybe KD opts in to the last year of his contract because he's not just a straight free agent. He's got a player option this year. He does have a player option. Now, the interesting thing with KD is he's got his player option of $31 million, which is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. But it's also one year for a guy who just ruptured his Achilles. And the strange part about the the whole KD saga is I bet there'll be a team that'll come along and offer him multiple years at $30 million Probably. Plus. And so why wouldn't he take that with a guy that just... Did you see the slow motion video of that Achilles snapping, by the way? I didn't watch it, but I saw it. Oh, it's... It's it's both... Awe-inspiring and also vomit-inducing. It's fascinating. It's <laughs> yeah. fascinating. I don't watch that kind of stuff. I'm yeah, gonna... yeah. Beard and I were talking to the Achilles. For me, has always been like that weird part of my body where it's just like when I think of something yeah. like that happening. It definitely gives you goosebumps when you think about that injury. But then you see his, and you realize it's not that part that gives. Like it's connected, obviously, but it's higher up in the calf because you see him plant, and the super slow mo is amazing because you see him plant. <laughs> And his calf just kind of shudders. It's like you can imagine a tight rubber band inside his cap, calf snapping in the middle and just kind of like, this is why I don't watch these videos. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like, splow. It's not horrific at all. It's like a quiver yeah. inside his calf. And he's like, whoo, that's what it looks like. <laughs> So that, so that's a big deal. Like that's a huge problem. He can still get a big contract at age thirty one. That's what I'm saying. Is he a, could just take a contract. He someone will pay him a lot of money, injury or no. I think he'll get a bigger one though if he waits the year and rehabs. I don't know. I don't Unless know. he, because that's a long injury. Is he going to be back most of next season? I, I think he'll be out most of next season. Maybe back for the playoffs. I mean, who knows? Yeah. So so you have KD that went down. You have K Flay. Who's or uh, Clay? Who's going to be? A, yeah. yeah, sorry, I'm thinking the artist. For <laughs> I don't know why he said Clay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, you got him. Who's going to be? Uh, he's a free agent, right? He is a free agent, torn ACL. Torn ACL. So, and, it, and that one surprised me when I saw him fall, and and you saw him get up a little bit later to move around. That one surprised me because when I saw it, like the slow motion of that one, 
that looked like an MCL and that looked like an, cause that's the inside because mm-hmm. his leg kind of bent inside. And I know that one personally, just cause I, I, when I was like 20, I hurt mine really bad skiing. And since then I've dislocated, I've, I've heard it plenty of times. Cause once you do it bad enough, it's just kind of loose a little bit. Yeah. And when I saw it, like I had the twinge, I was like, Oh, I know what that feels like, but no, it's an ACL. Like he ruptured. I don't know if it's complete tear what the diagnosis on that was, but it, I think it was a complete tear is what I think I saw. Yeah. Um, and so he's going into free agency. Then you've got Boogie Cousins going into free agency, who mm-hmm. did not look great. He was a well, mess. He he's was coming a, back from an injury, though. Like they didn't. I, we didn't think he was going to play the rest of the season. True. So you're right, but there was a lot of he, he played poorly on a number of like in a number of ways. Like he didn't just look slow. Yeah. Like he didn't just look injured. He was making some bad decisions out there, and he just kind of had that look of a player that was in over his head, which is weird. I didn't expect that. Sometimes, though, when you when your body's not performing at the level that you expect it to, yes, and you're trying to make decisions as if it is performing at the level that you expect it to, you look like a big you you look like a big idiot. So <laughs> it's possible that maybe he wasn't he wasn't fully back yet, you know. And without that that lineup, they have Draymond Green, who's a great defender, but as soon as he steps back, they're going to let him take the shot. And then they've got Steph, who. As great as he is as a player and a shooter, is now 0 for 8 when it comes to game winning or tying shots in the playoffs. And on top of that, like, so I was talking today with uh, with Deuce, who I work with on air, and uh, I was like, if they sign some B level players, just some good players, not stars, like Mark Gasol type, mm-hmm. uh, is Steph Curry good enough to drag him to another championship? Apparently not. I. Well, but he He's didn't a have very good. He point didn't guard. have B level players for this. Yeah, he had he had D level. He had F level players. I mean, I couldn't even name the guys that were that the Warriors were running out there trying to field a team. But it wasn't even close. Is the thing. It's not like they. I mean, they sure they put up a fight, but that was with Clay Thompson and Draymond Green like through. But when they did have like the they had guys out there that hadn't played the entire series at the end. Yeah. So. So let's let's talk about the guys that won again. <laughs> hey, I preface by saying congrats to Canada. Do uh, do we think that they can now be an attractive team to build around Kawhi Leonard and keep this running for a while? He or do we out. think this is he is so gone? There I is think no so way he's too. coming back. Really, I think so too. I think he's got one. He's got his one epic year in Toronto, and he will be a king there for forever. And now he gets to go to his retirement home in L.A. Where he wants to be. Where he wants to be. And he's an interesting cat. Like, he's probably had this in mind the whole time. Like, I don't think there's anything that's going to change his mind. That's crazy because, like, last week we were talking about how Toronto would definitely attract him if they won the championship. And a week later we're like, nope. I don't don't actually don't – I don't know if I would have said that at all. I mean, he won a championship in San Antonio. I didn't keep him around. He was there. And he demanded to be out. Here's, I think he saw the team that's. I think he saw what was going on in San Antonio with all their guys getting old and leaving. Yeah, I but think, if he would have played this year, they they might have been made a run yeah, at the championship themselves. True. I think even bigger than the championship is Masai Ujiri. I think he's a huge. And he might be out too. He might be. He might be going to Washington. They're, mm-hmm. Apparently, they're going to offer him ten million dollars a year to be the GM of basketball operations down uh, in Washington for the Wizards. For the Wizards. Huh? Wow. Um, former Nuggets executive. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. When I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And did a great job building this team. He's, yep. the, he's the guy who engineered the Carmelo trade and instead of the team falling apart and going the Cleveland route and getting top, you know, number one overall draft picks because you win 15 games in a year, he was able to rebuild that team on the fly and make them a playoff contender. Uh, and so he's got now two case studies where he has built 
teams from, I mean, kind of nothing, right? Um, and so here are the Wizards in a tough spot because they just gave John Wall a big contract, and they might try to lure Masai Ujiri out of there. And if Ujiri's gone, there's no way Kawhi Leonard's going back. Yeah, there. yeah. That's weird. I was just curious if we thought that they could be a, a dynasty team, but it sounds like no. they're one well, obviously, and done. Obviously, like maybe, because I also don't really know what's going on inside his head, but he's that team. Like he oh, yeah, is definitely. that team. Like they wouldn't have come close to sniffing a, a championship without without Kawhi Leonard. Maybe uh, Drake as, can convince him to stay. The unlikely. Drake curse has been lifted. <laughs> Apparently so. Somebody's uh, somebody said that he stayed in Toronto because he didn't want to curse them. <laughs> not a going out there. Um, yeah, but and then of course Monte Morris and Jamal Murray start tweeting immediately last night. Time for next year. Let's go. <laughs> and it's more than ever. And this, the actually way it set up and the way they won was was kind of. I was hoping the Nuggets were the beneficiary or something like that. But you know, you throughout the whole postseason, anything can happen. Uh, players can drop. Things can change. And boy, did that. No one would have imagined that. No one would have imagined from the beginning of the playoffs to the end that they would lose Boogie Cousins, Kevin Durant, and uh, Clay Thompson. Boogie, obviously, for most of the beginning of the playoffs. But yeah. as you said, probably took him out of his full form. Yeah. Uh, for sure. I, I, the Nuggets might come in as the favorites in the West. They might. Mm. They really might. I mean, it depends what happens with the Warriors, but with KD and Clay both being out, and if you don't make, and Boogie possibly being out too, not even, like, it doesn't matter if they sign somewhere else or not. They're out for the. They're out. The, Half the season at, at least. least yeah. At least. So with those injuries, even if they come back to the Warriors, unless they make some, the Warriors make some crazy big signing, which they can't really afford to do. The Nuggets might be the favorite going into next season to win the West. And the Nuggets can make that. a good, a, a pretty decent signing. Oh, yeah. They could if, yeah, they, want, yeah. if they wanted to, they could. Yeah. And that's what's left undone for the Nuggets is the team as is, it's pretty damn good moving in the, into that spot. Probably, maybe the favorite. And they haven't even figured out if they're doing anything free agency or not. Right. Or draft wise, <laughs> or you never know. Yeah. Oh, hey, there's that guy Michael Porter Jr. Too, and then the Michael. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Which speaking of injuries, we still have no idea with that. But but I'll I'll take it. He's 100. Yeah. percent He's ready to go. They've said it a couple times. So. All right, so Ooh. that was our tweet of the week, which we didn't even announce as that way. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on to our first actual topic. <clears throat> topic one. Wait, that wasn't a topic. It was a topic, it but felt it's like not a topic. an official topic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we do got to talk about a big local story today is a little bit of a sad day in Colorado sports as we mourn the passing of Pat Bullen. Probably you, th- there's a lot of sports icons out there and there's a lot of people that we've probably been like, oh man, that's that's a bummer. This one waking up and like checking my social media feeds this morning and seeing this announcement, it it got me choked up a little bit. Like yeah. as a diehard Broncos fan, you see that Pat Bowen is gone at the age of seventy five. You're like, man, that that one stings. I, I don't know that I've ever felt that before, but that one that one stings. Yes, but honestly, for me, it was more of a like when I when I heard about it. I can't say I, it was a relief like for me, but I was more affected five years. Was it five years ago? It was. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, twenty fourteen. That the diagnosis happened. Yeah. And the diagnosis for me was just, that was like, oh my God. Because I feel, there are a few things I'm more afraid of than Alzheimer's. Yeah. Because yeah. It's, all, it's not just a disease that takes, like, takes away your life eventually for most people, but it's a disease that takes you away as a person. And obviously we haven't seen Pat Bolin. I haven't seen him in five years. Since that announcement. And so I believe even before that, he'd been affected by it. So it's a slow killer, and it's brutal because it kind of takes away everything you have and leaves you. Uh, I don't even know. Again, we had, no one's seen Pat Bowen since then. But honestly, it's probably one of those things where it's like, okay, we knew this was happening, and it's probably a relief for, for everyone in his family at least. Yeah, I'm Oh, not- I'm, I'm sure that there's the he's not suffering anymore mentality for sure. And, I mean, there, there is part of me that, that feels that. Like he is not suffering from that anymore. It's just – we we lost our we lost our leader, you know, and and I know we've been bracing for it for five years, yeah, but that's this, what I was this say. puts that stamp on it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is it? I mean, to your point, Steve, it's almost kind of nice that you had the five years to kind of prepare yourself 
for this morning. Right. Because um, it, it, it does catch you a little bit off guard, and I'm not even a Bronco fan, but sure. I, I know that feeling when you lose your owner and, and kind of it, it feels like your dad. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it, he was – he he brought everybody in this city together under orange and blue. And when he took over that franchise, now obviously I wasn't around or alive back then, but but when he took over that franchise, they were a little bit of a joke. Like they had been to a Super Bowl but got their butt kicked. But I mean, they had had some real bad seasons in the 70s and stuff like that. Uh he takes them over in 84 and Steve and I harp on this all the time whenever we talk about them and their plan. I mean, never back-to-back losing seasons. No, not since second uh, highest winning percentage in in North American sports over his time. Mm-hmm. First owner to get three hundred wins in like thirty years of an owner of ownership or something like that. Winningness, winningest home record of of anybody in football. One hundred ninety nine wins was more than anybody in in the NFL. Um, I mean, just these stats are are mind boggling. He had more Super Bowl appearances than losing seasons. Yeah. It's that's crazy to think about. And it's crazy because that's just what he did with the team. We haven't even talked about what he did for the league. Well, and how about the community too on top of that? You know what I mean? And so, you know, I get annoyed with Bronco fans sometimes because you are a blustery, um, <laughs> annoying, touting, high expecting bunch. That's but, the key right there is the high expectations. But the thing. reason yeah. is because of him. Yes. He created those expectations, and that's an amazing thing for a man to accomplish. Uh, so I've just always marveled at what a job he had done. And like I said, Steve and I always talk about like when he was here, there was a plan and it was things like, um, you know, you hear about the fax machine going wrong or somebody not talking to Emmanuel Sanders about his contract before they give him the extension or whatever. And you're just like, that is stuff that never would have happened if Pat was at the helm. So that's, I mean, that says a lot about him. And it also laid a foundation of respect like from the players too. So, I mean, that's part of it is if you don't respect your boss, you're going to have a hard time performing for that person. Everyone always respected Pat Bullen. Well, that's why that's a big part of why Peyton came here. Is when when he signed that he said he met Pat Bullen and it was it was really it wasn't just working with John Elway who is a legend in his own right it was working for that that legendary person that is Pat Bullen and they had one of the most amazing discussions when Peyton visited so that that speaks on not only the local players the players that are for the Broncos that might want to stick around because of Pat but he was an attractive enough person to get those big names to come to. The Mile High City. And on top of that, I mean, I know that the Cowboys kind of coined the phrase without asking anybody's permission, but there was a time in the early 2000s through when Peyton Manning was here that if you looked at polls across the country, the Denver Broncos were the most popular team in the entire country. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and that only grew when Peyton came because you added so many people who just loved Peyton. Sure. But there was a time that they were America's team. So you can, I mean, of course, the Cowboys have coined the term, but they yeah. were America's team. Think about that, taking a franchise and turning it into the most popular fr- franchise in the NFL. Like you're not, this is, it's it's an amazing feat. It really is. So I saw this idea floated out there and maybe someone else was going to like bring this up as well. But, you know, the Broncos Stadium doesn't have a name on yeah. it. I didn't and, even think about that, but that is a great idea. But Pat Bullen Field at Mile High, I think everyone would actually wrap their heads around that. All right. I mean, especially if you're not going to get the naming rights done this year, Again? which they, sa- they said yeah. they might not. And if they don't, I see no reason why. Or you in don't the meantime, just throw it up there. Yeah. I mean, for they sure. got a few bucks to spare for a sign. Or a tarp, or whatever they're going to do this year, like they did last year. But, uh, but yeah, I think I think that is something that people would actually respect. Now, here's the other question I have: is and maybe one of you guys know the answer is, is does this kick the trust and the team into high gear? Now? I think it has to. I thought about that too. I think now that there's n- truly no official owner, they've been in limbo for way too long, and now that a decision has to be made. I, and well, let me parlay that with another question because I was going to ask that same exact question: is would it cement Pat's legacy now to give it to his daughter? Well, the problem is which daughter, right? Like both daughters want it. That's the whole point. You, yeah. have, several, you have several people that say they have claim to it. Yeah. So who's going to give it to who? And so the trust is, it was the trust 
job to pick somebody, and I think they're in favor of Brittany. Yep. Um, whereas Beth thinks she has a claim to it as well. If I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong on this, so don't quote me. Um, but my well, my under Beth is the older one, right? I think that's yes, but but of the his other wife, right? And right, so right, right. Uh, that's, that's why that's where Brittany is coming in. That's why Brittany is saying mm-hmm. I'm the one because my mom Annabelle Bolin now is is the acting owner okay. who also has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's yep. uh, and is part of the trust. And so I think Beth is trying to file in court saying that the trust has no right to make the decision, but I think the trust can still make the decision. It can just be reversed by the courts. So, but I mean, it's time, right? And this is kind of what, again, what we were talking about, Steve, like they need a leader and they yeah. need it now. Even if someone else has to step in and say, you are the leader. They yeah. arbitrated that way. At least you have a way forward. <laughs> All right. Well, RIP. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Pat Bullen. Moving on to this, which makes a lot of sense, actually. It's where we lay it on thick, where we talk about something great, something we enjoyed one way or another over the past week, sports or otherwise. Uh, I'll jump in because I just want to make sure I get this one. And I'd like to lay it on thick for the idea that dad bods are back and here to stay. <laughs> you don't even have a dad bod. I'm the I dad know, bod yeah. one here. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, little, I'm soft underneath here. I don't try very hard. And that's awesome for me, apparently, because 51% of people say it's the, quote, new six pack, which I like a lot. 65% of people say it's attractive, and that's up from last year. So things are trending in the right direction for dudes again. Girls love big, cuddly teddy bears, and I'm all about that life. <laughs> I think it's also nice to point out, too, just like, just another reason, like, we, I think we should acknowledge, guys, we got it easy. Like, that's, yeah, I mean, oh, come absolutely. on. Like, that's the new thing is just not doing anything. <laughs> Great, we'll take it again. I mean, they're the ones that are picking based on the polls. We're all thinking that way somewhere or another. So, yeah, that's me. Perfect time for that study to come out because we've got grilling season. We've got holidays where we're chugging beers. Yeah, this is going to work out well. And now you can just stand there by the side of the pool with a beer in your hand, just farmer tan, just look at sloppy. Drink it in, ladies. (laughs) Drink it in. How did you get that body? You're looking at it. Hard work and dedication. As how <laughs> somebody tossed me a hot dog i'll show you how <laughs> uh i'll go next i'm gonna hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lay it on thick for a guy. I might get some flack for this from Avalanche territory, but I'm going to lay it on thick for Ryan O'Reilly. Ugh. Yeah. Ew. I'm going to lay it on thick. <laughs> he, he was the con Smythe winner for the, the Blues. Uh, had a phenomenal finals. That yeah. that guy played incredibly well. And there is still a big part of me that wishes he could have got the Stanley Cup in an Avs uniform. That would have been ideal, but he played really well. He His training videos, I don't know if you watched any of those like during the playoffs or during the season. They're ridiculous. They're absolutely insane. The dude is a monster when it comes to prepping. Um, so it, it was fun. And the Stanley Cup even tweeted out, that he does have the softest hands. I just wanted to confirm that Ryan did, O'Reilly actually does. Uh, didn't have he play the for the Sabres last hands. year? He did. And did yeah. he say he wanted to quit? He said that he lost his love for the game, <laughs> and uh, people in Buffalo did not like that. He so. just needed to leave Buffalo. And he's it like, wasn't oh wait. Buffalo. I like life. God damn it. <laughs> I feel like that's a mentality out of Buffalo. Also, York, <laughs> side note, like my one of my favorite parts, and I saw a few people caught this as well. They did not even try to edit what was going on his, after the game. <laughs> that, that was probably the best part. Was his post game like presser or whatever? He was just like, "Oh yeah, we fucking felt it," and he's just like, "Oh god, I'm so sorry, I'm so, I'm so did, sorry." Did you see the actual interview? <laughs> Wait, no, I, I didn't see the I interview. Think you were I, talking about the open mic. I was mic. wearing a hosting yeah. the cup, and they oh, like yeah. each one was just like. 
Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> like every single one of them. But that's not their fault, right? No, no, no. it's great. That's, like that's NBC on the network. should know, right? NBC, I'm hundred percent for that. You. Yeah, because that's real. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm fine with it, but people are like, there are kids watching. I'm like, blame yeah. NBC. That's not the blues. Yeah, fault. The, what do you this think those the, kids are doing? This is the pinnacle of their career and maybe one of the best moments of their life. Yeah. And like, yeah, I expect them to go, fuck yeah! Like, well, I mean, that, come on. That's and normally I, they make the attempt to like silence it so you get this like moments of mute yeah it doesn't really work but yeah. no they weren't even doing that that's why i tweeted the interview video that he had post game when it was just him and they're yeah, like that- how are you feeling and he was just like oh you know the guys played great we got in the fucking zone or whatever it was he said and i was just like yeah right yeah, that was on in canada and he just unabashedly dropped an f-bomb and i was like "Ooh, yeah. i'm sorry <laughs> the, 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 the interviewer's reaction i've heard that word in hockey before you heard it like a hundred times tonight bro yeah. <laughs> uh, all right i'm gonna lay it on thick for john stewart I don't know oh, yeah. if you guys saw that video. Yes. Uh, I have uncles who were 9-11 first responders. And John Stewart, if you don't know, since he has come off the Daily Show and, I don't know, quote unquote, retired, I guess, um, he his main thing that he's been doing is champion championing for first responders of 9-11 to get health insurance and get health coverage for things that they acquired illnesses and sicknesses and uh, disabilities that they acquired being first responders to 9-11. I mean, it's not like they were just like getting sick for other reasons and they're trying to take advantage of their healthcare. They're getting sick because they were first responders at 9-11. And that's kind of been his cause. And he spent 10 minutes excoriating Congress for uh, not only half of them not showing up to the hearing that they were supposed to be at, which is, I mean, these are the people that we elect. You're supposed to go to your job. Like, right? It's always like, like frustrated me that you'll see some congressmen that will sp- they'll have like 190 days out. And you're like, that's most of the year. Right. And so like there's a 20 person panel and 10 of them didn't show. It was Ugh. absolutely amazing. Uh, so not only did he get on them for that, but then he got on them for trying to use it as a political ploy and um, apparently the last time this bill went through trying to get funding for these guys to get health insurance, these 9-11 first responders, they added some like oil tax to it or something like that and he's like, this is obnoxious I mean, this is, we we always said never forget and uh, we're gonna, these are our true heroes and we're gonna take care of these guys and now you're using it, he said quote, as a political football and I thought it was a great analogy so he just got in front of Congress and absolutely laid them out. Um, and it was one of the most impassioned speeches that I've heard. And having uncles that were part of all that, uh, I was incredibly thankful for what he did. Um, and I feel like it's the kind of accountability that we need nowadays. Yeah. So uh, so I want to lay it on thick for Jon Stewart for saying what we were all thinking. These lazy fucking congress people not showing up to do their job do your job (laughs) that was that this is this second topic all right we got to talk about this it's been a hot topic all week and i definitely thought it would be fun for us to play make-believe like we're mma fighters and could step into the octagon with any celebrity we choose because for those of you who might be living under a rock Justin Bieber decided to tweet out directly to Tom Cruise saying that he wanted to fight him in the octagon. And if he doesn't accept this challenge, he's scared and he'll never live it down. And then he tweeted Dana White to see who would facilitate this fight. What? First, real quick. (laughs) Did we ever figure out where this came from? Why this happened? Yeah. Why Tom Cruise? Yeah. Could you shed some light? Because I still have no fucking yeah. clue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, this is my realm on 95.7 yeah. The Party. Come on over and listen <laughs> if you'd like to sometime. Um, so apparently he was just watching something with Tom Cruise and just decided to playfully tweet it out. Tom Cruise had no idea that he was doing this. And when they went to Bieber afterwards and started asking him about it, he's like, yeah, I kind of regret it. He would definitely kick my ass, so I don't know. He said he had dad strength, which I've never heard before. I've heard old man strength, but I've never heard dad strength. Steve, is there a certain strength you get once you have children? I'm very strong. Well, especially this arm, because I have to hold the two-year-old leg. Right, yeah, okay. But 
but no, that's just that's what happens, man. You get too much money and too much fame when you're like 15. You just shit goes wrong in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. Hold on. He he got this thought watching a Tom Cruise movie. Please tell me it wasn't like Mission Impossible. I don't any know. Of those. I don't know that it was a movie. It could have been something else, but apparently it just struck him on the couch and because he decided to tweet it. He, in reality, though, imagine if that actually happened, because Tom Cruise either could be a that person that we see in Mission Impossible, or B, just this pile of bones and dust that's being held up by some kind of Scientology spell. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you don't you think that even the even though the combat training is fake, right? Like he has to learn to pull the punch. Yes. All that combat training that he's gone through, it's got to mean something when you get into the yeah. octagon, he's gotta right? He's got to mean something, but he's also like eighty. That's why I'm, I'm understanding <laughs> is that. Like thirty-one as, years older than Bieber. As good as he looks <laughs> in shape, like is that a, is that a house of cards or is that an actual thing? And then you know, Ben Bieber is a young guy. You know, he's in shape. Are you telling me you would take Bieber in this fight? No, I'm not saying I would. <laughs> I'm musing out loud that I'm not sure uh, because you know Bieber probably has some of that crazy energy too. But in the end, but underneath, he's probably. a a huge pussy. So, <laughs> like, like, I would imagine, right? Let me ask I you mean, this, probably. Steve. If we're using the age analogy, yeah. is there any part of you that would fight Chuck Norris? No. He is 79 <laughs> years old. You know, it took me a half a second because of that. But actually, you know, I, I read Chuck Norris's uh, autobiography years ago, like when I was like 19. And it's pretty, it, tr- true fact, Chuck Norris has never been in a fight. He's never been in an actual fight, even though he learned his Taekwondo when he was stationed in Korea. Uh, and he became a very big uh, martial arts fighter, like in the, like in the, uh, what am I trying to say? Like competition realm? Competition, yeah. yeah. So in the kind of way where you, as soon as you hit someone, like that was over. Like right. you scored a point and you're done. Um, but the closest he ever was in a fight, and he actually trained with some pretty badass group in South Korea. When he was there, to the point that he actually was accosted in an alleyway once, the closest he ever got to a fight where they wanted to mug him, but he was wearing his pin from that. And as soon as they saw that, they were like, they apologize and like We're backed out. off and like whatever. Because the last person that that happened to, like people disappeared off the streets, I guess, when like someone got mugged. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's what happens when you fuck with Chuck Norris. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know, that's, but I still wouldn't want to actual fight him, though. Okay. Well, so 31 years older than you, right? So we went on yeah. and looked at people who were 31 years older than us. Okay. And you like would be surprised at who the names are. Um, but so would you fight somebody 31 years older than you? Because I feel like I would feel bad that I was beating up an old person. <laughs> That's only what, 64? I don't know. I think my 60. dad could probably kick my ass still. He's, really? He's scrappy, man. He's a, <laughs> yeah, my dad's had some major like physical problems, but I still think that he'd latch onto me and maybe have dad strength and beat the shit. Yeah, out of me. So yes and no. And also, there's also the fact that I'm not very good at fighting, and so you? that would probably- no way. I never, <laughs> I never would have guessed it. It wouldn't have been what I thought at all. No, that's right. Now I can take some cheap shots with the best of them, but I don't know if I'd actually trust myself. We were t- uh, Beardo and I were talking about this early. You know, when you were younger and before you learned such things, you're probably scrappier. And I was for a good time till probably about fourth grade when the kid that I really did want to fight took me up on it, and I lost. And I lost in the like the worst way where he got me in a headlock mm. and I couldn't get out and mm. it was humiliating. Mm. It was the weird, so that stuck with me forever. Did he punch you in the face a bunch or was he no, nice No, he just about held it? me there for a he long time and I couldn't That's get out. That's actually a really nice move by him. Probably. but, if, but, but that's Humiliating. Where, if he tried yeah. to like punch me, it probably would have lessened his grip and I could have wiggled my way out. But no, a two-arm headlock? That's not how that works. Ain't getting out of that. That's, yeah. like, that's not mm. how that works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying a lot of things. It's been a long time, so I don't remember exactly how it went down. I just wouldn't imagine myself uh, actually. And the same thing with like Justin Bieber, for example. As satisfying as it would be to be able to punch him, what if he won? Like that would never live that down. Yeah, like, and you can't fight like Drake, who you hate. Because he, I was gonna ask. I like, take the, I, I actually, I, if there was anyone I could fight and probably beat, it's Drake. Because I think Drake is is Drake would punk you so jacked, hard. What? though. Drake would beat the Can shit. You imagine out of you, Drake in an actual fight, <laughs> though. I don't think I could. I think the second anything came to blows, he would curl up in a ball and cry. 
And hmm. I'm supposed to think that you wouldn't? No, I could, <laughs> I, could take, I could take a few hits. I've done that before. Okay. So you would fight right. Drake in the octagon. Yeah, well, so are we picking celebrities we would yeah. fight? I yeah, thought yeah, that yeah. was what we were doing here. I would like to, yeah. Okay. Is Drake yeah. your guy? I'd fight Drake. I'd, I'd find, you know, there's enough passion there that I think I could <laughs> tap into something. There's enough and hatred. Just, just berserker. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't know what hit him. You would, I wouldn't do that scream if you were trying to fight Drake. Not no, one bit. I just come out of just wailing. <laughs> he wouldn't even know which fist is coming because they're all swinging. <laughs> there's only two of them. Yeah. yeah. Drake, I mean, Drake does, he's, he's been doing some training. He's a what, bigger guy. But he's maybe jacked. He's, he would, yeah. he would kick your ass. Um, what's your, who's your local celebrity you would fight? Oh, we have a we have to do that. Okay, you can think on it for a bit. I have to think about it. You'll have to come back to me because okay. there's really okay. no one that comes to mind. They're like that person. Like I'll have to think of a different angle because there's truly no one that I would want to fight because I don't like them. Mm. But I'll try to find another reason. Okay, all right. What about you, Dubs? Um, well, so my first thought that went through my head is. Um, is this a like sanctioned fight or not? Because if it's not a sanctioned fight, I get to sue this person afterwards. <laughs> in which case, I'm no, just no, picking, no. We're, we're picking the it, richest guy. I can we're taking find the Bieber route and we're putting it in the octagon. Okay, so it's all it's all above it's all above board. Then. Yeah, it's UFC style, man. Okay, all right. Or maybe like um, Bellator or one of those lower ones because we're not that good. Well, as far as uh, local celebrity, I would fight. I had a little bit of trouble with this too, but I've always just kind of wanted to to punch um shaggy i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> he's just annoying and that like counts, so is officer works. odell he knows. Uh, so. Shaggy knows. so basically you want to fight the entire crew from rocky's autos got it well i also want to punch deal and doug so i had like six and one half dozen in the other and i wasn't sure who i would pick but you i know, think i'm gonna Dillon go with the rings on that's yeah. what i'm worried Ooh. about the rings uh, and I, he, I also want to take a quick second. We don't have a sponsor, so if one of the dealerships want to like, yeah, put yeah. this fight together, yeah, I'm fat. Yeah, yeah we'll talk win. about it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get tired quick. Um, so yeah, so I don't know. Those were the first two that came to mind uh, as far as local celebrities go, uh, and then national celebrities. Um, you know, we don't need to get into the reasons for either of them, but I'm gonna throw two names out there. Uh, one is uh, Tom Brady, which. Uh, yeah. We don't have to discuss Obviously, yeah, you know why I want to fight him. And the other is Rush Limbaugh. So I don't think we have to discuss that Man, either. You, but you picked I, two that gave us zero context. Yeah. So I really <laughs> have to. Hey, listen, awesome. I'd like to get that fat ass in a ring and just kind of <laughs> go a couple rounds. So. <laughs> What about you? No, I mean, like I said, no context for me. Yeah, so. no. Yeah. <laughs> so what, you, you, what about you there, bro? Pretty <laughs> easy. My local celebrity is very predictable. You guys are going to know. Okay. I want to punch Dinger right in his stupid <laughs> face. Dinger, <laughs> Dinger is a treasure. Well, so, so here's the thing. Here's where I find this relatable to Justin Bieber. Like, there is really no discernible reason for me to have hatred for Dinger. Like, there's nothing that's happened. So, like, I feel like I just want to punch him in the face <laughs> i mean that we might be able to arrange you yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll, probably, you'll get arrested but yeah yeah no it's got to be sanctioned i don't want to go to jail it's got to be in the octagon this has got to be a thing i don't know why, if that counts as a celebrity why dinger can't answer you i don't know if that counts as a celebrity dinger can't be like yeah let's go bro look all of the mascots have twitter at this point i'm pretty I'm sure i'm just saying like i might get a phone call from deal and doug that's like fuck you we're gonna fight now and it's like okay well i did put it out there i'm just gonna get a silent <laughs> phone call where i hear something breathing in the background and i'll know right. i'll know that's, that it's dinger that's probably and, true and he's accepted my challenge <laughs> <laughs> all right who's your national celebrity man i've kicked around a few because Ugh, there are, you know, some punchable faces out there, but I want to fight both the dudes from Florida Georgia line. Wow. <laughs> God, wow. they they are awful. They like they I don't know. They might take you, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. This is this is how I know I would win this fight is because they are considered a country act. Now, with most country artists, you're like, man, you you probably grew up on a farm. You you've got some of that like southern maybe angst and anger. These two, nah, they're wimps, man. They they don't even belong in the country genre. I don't even know if they know what a tractor really is. They're unabashedly redneck. I mean, they're fine. They are it. not unabashedly redneck. Most acts in the country radio thing are, are but 
like not in a, them in a designer jeans and frosted tips kind of way. They are the cold play <laughs> yeah. of country. <laughs> They're the douchebags of country, but I've asked Which country people would... about it and people are like, yeah, I mean, they just admit what they are and we don't really care. And I'm like, okay. I would still fight them so hard. I'm I don't pre- think that they would think, stand a chance. I think you'd lose, but okay. No way. I don't think so. I think I could take them very, very easily. There's a reason I picked Rush Limbaugh. Like He's fat like me, so one of us is going to tire out, but we're going to tire out at the same rate, probably. Yeah, I mean, look, they are kind of skinny jean wearing real thin yeah, toothpicks scrappy of men, motherfuckers. but I get one good hit in, All I right. think it's game over. <laughs> All right, the beard, the power of the beard. What yeah. about, Steve, who's your local celebrity? Uh, I've decided it would be a Danielle Grant, and it would have to be <laughs> oh, a what? wrestling match, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't try at all. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about doing that, and I didn't want to be the creepy dude who said that, so thanks for saying it. Yeah, I didn't want to be, no, that's what I'm saying, I'm not saying into your name, I'm just like, I'm just going to let you. I'm going to take it. I can tell you. I'm just going to take it. I can tell you a funny story about when Dubs kind of lost against Daniel Grant. <laughs> I didn't lose. You lost. I did not lose. I did not lose, and I didn't you, even talk to her. So there. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No. After softball, you, yes. No. Yes. The joke you made, which was epic, but was about the fact that I didn't talk to her. The I joke, struck out twice in softball. It was a bad day The joke for me. I made is that you didn't want to ask her out because you didn't want to strike out. For a, a third, third time, time. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a media softball league. It happens. And now we roll on to this. It's the worst. Here in the worst damn sports show period. It's where we put a bow on it. We talk about exactly that. Something we came across in the sports world or otherwise that we want to uncelebrate. Who's got what? I can go first. Yeah, go for it. All right. Um, so I want to call out the dickheads. Uh of course, they're from Canada, who <laughs> said that dodgeball shouldn't be played in schools because it's, quote, legalized bullying. I did see this article. This is so stupid. I can't even. I can't even. All right. So here's all I got to say about it. If you're afraid that they're going to pick on the weaker kids because of dodgeball, welcome to life. That's how it works. And if I, I was dyslexic as a kid. I had no bigger fear than sitting in English class, and when it was my turn to read the oh. paragraph out mm-hmm. loud, mm-hmm. you count a couple people ahead of you and try to pre-read the paragraph yep. before they oh, came man. to you because you couldn't do it. I've done that. You think that's not legalized bullying? Listen, everybody has strengths and weaknesses. Part of going to school is learning about your strengths and weaknesses and how to take advantage of your strengths and not let your weaknesses get you. So for these people who call dodgeball legalized bullying, fine. If your if your strength is not physical strength, that's okay. You have plenty to offer. And so in this dodgeball game, you just got to learn that, no, this isn't my game. I'm not a dodgeball guy. <laughs> I'm not going to do this when I grow up. I'm not going to be a dodgeball player I when I say, grow I'm, up. I'm curious how they feel about like adult dodgeball leagues. Well, I mean, no one's forcing adult right. dodgeball leagues. This is a list. You have to do it as far as Oh, school. my God. You're going to stand up for them, aren't you? No. I'm, I'm, <laughs> not because I, I like your point. Because on, when, when it came to the reading thing, like I was the kid that was like, Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna read the shit out of this thing. It's like, uh, but Kendra had told me to my wife, and she was just like, hated that part. In class. Yeah, and it's funny. He's like, you know, different different strokes. That's well, all. and that's uh, and that's the thing. You like that's part of what school is is learning about what your strengths and weaknesses are. So I don't know. It's the world in general, man. We've all got we've all got different things. I, I wasn't it, the most accurate thrower, but man, I love dodgeball. Right. <laughs> Even when I was getting pounded, it was still awesome. I like dodgeball too, and I was never good at it. Yeah, right? <laughs> Something about it, it's very, very primal. Right. <laughs> Just the ting. But you guys learned how to play dodgeball even though you were bad at throwing, right? You yeah, caught sure. balls or you deflected them or you tried to throw it in the basketball hoop to win the game. Like, uh, there's different <laughs> things that yeah. you can do. There to, were different rules that you could master. Yeah. Like, that's that you are you are adapting. That's what being a human is. So, I don't know. I was real legalized, good at catching them. <laughs> legalized bullying can suck it. What do you got? Uh, I kind of got two. The real quick one was I I wanted to go back to when we were talking about the F-bombs with the Stanley Cup. I I did retweet Grandpa Stokely the other day about how he was just like, language, boys, language. Yeah, Captain America came through. Yeah, I was like, get out out of here because they're celebrating one of the greatest moments. And I guarantee that when you won your championships playing football, you dropped some curse words, Grandpa Stokely. So get out of (laughs) here. But my worst for the week has been one that has been going on all week for me. Of course, we talked about it last week, the uh, the World Cup 
for the women's has yeah. started. Yeah. And our U.S. girls trounced Thailand mm-hmm. 13 to nothing. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely insane. And they celebrated. They celebrated their goals. And apparently it pissed off a lot of people. They, they think that it was unnecessary. They think that they didn't need to score 13 points. Well, I'm going to tell you what. Part of the World Cup, one of the few things I know about soccer, <laughs> is that goal differential fucking matters. Yeah, it does. Like, the more points you score matters for the standings in the later rounds. So you can get off that high horse right now. That is important. And plus, it's a match that happens every four years. These ladies are going to be jacked for as long as they are in competition for the greatest trophy in soccer. It's supposed to be the best in the world. Right. Yeah. So you're going to celebrate. You're going to dance. You're going to hoop. You're going to holler. You're going to slide across the field. It's going to happen. So the celebration, not that big a deal. Let it go. Yeah. I'm okay with it. There was, I think, maybe a little excessive once you're scoring like 10 goals and you're sliding on your belly across the grass and high fives are probably fine. That said, you've earned the right to do that. You've also painted a pretty big target on yourself, so I, you know, get ready. Yeah, no, yeah, they're the defending champs, man. I mean, it's you. You got to make a statement if you want to be a defending champion. Let's see if they can do it again. Let's see if they can just keep waxing people all the way to the end, and no one wants to say anything. Let's go, man. That would be fun. Thirteen goals every game, just like yeah. (laughs) Even if it's not thirty, I mean, honestly. Two zip is like yeah, a that's pretty a crushing deal. defeat. Sure. Well, and we, we talked about this with Cam Newton a few years back too, right? Which, by the way, the people who said it was a sexist thing, I'm annoyed by as well. Oh, but really? We talked, yeah, we talked about this with Cam Newton a couple years ago, and him dabbing on everybody. And yeah, well, what's what's the answer to that? Stop him from scoring. Keep him out of the uh, end zone, and, that, and that's, that's what he said. And then the Broncos did it. So there you go. <laughs> uh, my worst. I mean, it's fairly predictable at this point. Don't you think? <laughs> It's Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you hating on Drake? Well, of course, I, that, that, one, that was like the best part for me. It was the whole thing. They didn't show him like the whole time. And then finally at the end, not only did they, as you saw this this morning, but there was like a whole mini press conference with him where he like came out and he's like, did he change his shirt or something? And he's talking about how exhausted he is. And like uh, specifically the nonsense that was like thrown out there. Six in six, Kyle Lowry with the ring. Kawhi Leonard bringing a chip to the city. I want my chips with a dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips plain. I want my chips with dips. So bring them dips. <laughs> I wish he's gonna write could. a song about Listen, that, and he's man. gonna make a million dollars off of that. Like that's literally his song, and people are gonna be like dancing around to it. <laughs> I wish everyone could have seen you rub your forehead when you stopped <laughs> reading that. <laughs> that's it. So I guess if I want, uh, if I don't want that to happen, I should just keep Toronto from winning. That's that's, that's all the answer to that. <laughs> I want to hear what you said immediately after the Broncos won the Super Bowl and see if it makes as much sense as that does. <laughs> I don't think, well, the first Super Bowl, I could tell you, I was like, Let's go downtown. And that's right when the, the ticker on the TV was like, no entry into downtown. Don't even, don't even think about it. It's a mess. It's so a then mess. I was just like, <laughs> It's probably crying just a little bit. It's yeah. Pretty, yeah. So yeah. Anyway. talking about chips and dip and I don't chips know, and like dips whatever. And and chains and whips. Dynasty's <laughs> over. And the well, thing is, I didn't know they had a press conference with him. Like, yeah, they, yeah, he came out from somewhere. He's and like, technically like part of the Raptors organization. They have some agreement with him where he's like a brand ambassador. So, so anyway, so I'm going to go like ahead and, and just stop talking about Drake for a while. <laughs> We're going to talk about Drake Did you every podcast. It. Did you see his reaction to KD's like, injury? I'm pretty sure he was more dramatic than Kevin Durant was when that all went down. I mean, I was sad, bro. I was sad, but Dude like... popped an Achilles. It sucks. It, it, was, just kind of, it was just kind of weird. Like His reaction to me was just like super weird. It looked like he was about to cry. It was just like... Wait, you want right. to see like, the best people do their best most yeah. of the time. So. And, and that is like Drake aside, I, it's pretty cool that we've got two new championships in two different sports. So let's keep the, the trend going a little bit. Yeah, some yeah. parody. Yeah. yeah. About that life. I'm all for it. And that's it. It's Worst Damn Sports Show, period. Keep following us, if you will, at Worst Damn on Twitter. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.